Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. Uh, instead of my usual diatribe at the beginning of the show, if you are tuning in and you've... And this is part two of myself and Chris. Chris? Hi. I'm back. Yes, he is back. Again. We're still doing the music of Grand Theft Auto. It's still going on. Still going on. Like I said, this is part two. If you haven't heard part one yet, go down one, listen to that one first, and then come back and we'll, we'll see you then. We are currently in the middle of the San Andreas game and some of its crazy, wacky music. Yes. So, Chris, uh, we'll be in, and actually, we're going to do, on this episode, a few more San Andreas, like I said. We're going to get into four for a little bit, and then we're going to do a little bit of five. Nice. For those of you out there that may not have it, may not be playing it, or maybe don't care to play it, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna, we're going to include some of that at the end, too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's probably gonna be some more rock and roll in this show than part one. So if if you hated the last episode, <laughs> you might like this one a little bit better. It's a little bit different, yeah. Yeah, this this the first song we're gonna play here is no indication of that, <laughs> but we love this song yeah. regardless. It's a big part. I think it's a big part of the San Andreas game, and it's a song. I actually have a really cool version of Madness doing this as well. So go check that out. Ah. We're gonna play you a song called "Chase the Devil" by Max Romeo. Yes. And for those of you who may not know. You know, I'll tell you what, I'll, 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 save, I'll save that part for after the song. Let's just enjoy the song, and then I'll tell you what the song is actually about. Okay. But yes, here you go. Max Romeo with Chase the Devil. Lucifer, son of the morning, I'm gonna chase you out of earth. And shirt and chase it down out of earth. I'm gonna put on a iron shirt and chase the devil out of earth. I'm gonna send him to outer space to find another race. I'm gonna send him to outer space to find another race. Satan is an evil old man, but him can't choke it on I man. So when I check him, my last in hand And if him slip a gun with him hand I'm gonna put on a iron shirt And chase Satan out of earth I'm gonna put on a iron shirt And chase the devil out of earth I'm gonna send him to outer space To find another race I'm gonna send him to outer space Chokes it on I man So when I check him I last in hand 
Strikes 10 episode with some quasi-religious fare, <laughs> but that that was Max Romeo and the Upsetters with Chase the Devil. That's not entirely true what I said. I was just, I just wanted to make the joke, but uh, obviously the, you could, it sounds like that kind of connotation, doesn't it? Yeah. And according to Max himself, he described the song recently as the devil is actually a metaphor for everything negative in our minds. I would like to believe that, and I'm going to go ahead and do that in Max's case. Yeah. By the way, uh, another very iconic and legendary reggae artist named Lee Scratch Perry co-wrote that song. So that's why it's mm. one of the most famous reggae songs of all time. Nice. It's from 1976, by the way, if I didn't mention that. And the other funny thing is, there is a kind of a remix, a sort of a dub remix that is on Grand Theft Auto V with the same song. Oh, really? Called Disco Devil, which <laughs> has to be heard okay. <laughs> to be believed. Yeah. Uh, I had always heard, now, I might be treading on thin ice here by bringing this kind of stuff up, but I have always heard that when you listen to reggae or dub reggae or anything like that, especially from this era, that when they say the devil, they're actually talking about the royal us, I guess, the white man. And so I've always heard that about it. I don't know if that's just propaganda, but if anybody out there has any extra info, I'd be curious about it, but... So I'd like to know whether this music I enjoy is... I, I would enjoy it regardless, because I know they're not talking about me. They're talking about the man. <laughs> right. You know? I, yeah. I get it. You know, I, I, I'm I'm open enough to... Joey to is the devil. <laughs> yes, Joey is the devil. Uh, yeah, but... Anyway. Reggae, the, reggae in all of the Grand Theft Auto games since 3 has been really pivotal part for me. It's very integral to the game. For Grand Theft Auto 3... Uh, they introduced the KJOS station, mm-hmm. and I listen to that all the time. It's a good one. And especially in the last uh, episode, I was talking about like t- different things I like to do in the game with uh, soundtrack, make my own soundtrack to it. Yeah. And if it was nighttime, it was always reggae station, all the time. Nice. And if it got foggy, reggae, all oh, the yeah. time. And the because it introduced me to what dub reggae was. Yeah. Three did because the the scientist is who. I discovered from that game, and that was like I've just looked up a lot of his stuff. It's just weird, crazy, like scientist versus like Frankenstein and the mummy and the vampires yeah. and everything. It's so cool. Yeah, I I am not a big reggae fan, but I love dub reggae. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked reggae, but yeah, when I discovered this through the Grand Theft Auto series, yeah. I was like, oh wow, this is yeah. amazing. And uh, I remember a few years ago, I think it was at the point where just after we had moved out. Uh, respective apartment and got yeah. our own separate ones but uh i remember giving you a call at one point going man there's this local i think it was like our local K N O N, like public 
public radio station, yeah. the ones that hit you up for donations all the time. But like every Monday night, like around eleven o'clock, ten o'clock, I they would have that, a dub yeah. reggae hour, and I was like, "Dude, you gotta listen yeah. to this. It's great. If you're driving home from work, this is perfect." Yeah. So yeah, and uh, they they seem to have had one ever like in pretty much every game since then. Because yeah. there was Kjaw. Kjaw West is what yeah. this song was represented for, for this the yeah, yeah. Uh, San Andreas. There's some good stuff on Kjaw. And then West. there was um, in four there was that one Tough Gong. I think. Yeah, and that was like all Bob Marley. It was stuff. all okay. And I was kind of disappointed in that because you know, to me that's the, uh, that's everybody in America. Yeah. That's like people that think that reggae begins and ends with Bob I Marley. I, I had a Bob Marley album when I was in like junior high. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it it's a shame because I like it. The really yeah the really good things about reggae, but a lot of people. It's sad they would never listen to like Peter Tosh or Burning Spear. Right. There's some great stuff out there. Yeah. Anyway. Getting off on a tangent, but there you go. Hope you like that Max Romeo song. And next song here, we're going to get back into some rock and roll here, sticking with the San Andreas theme. Uh, the alternative station, Radio X, and uh, there was actually some cool stuff on there. It was actually, honestly, some stuff that I had gotten really burnt out with on the radio. But there were a few gems on there that I responded to. Uh, like they even it was kind of weird amongst all of the quote unquote alternative slash grunge bands or whatever, yeah. and then they would have something on there like Hellraiser by Ozzy. Yeah, right. And I was like, that's weird, but I I thought it was cool. Yeah. But this is one of those songs that's kind of in the middle. It's not so obvious, but it's the biggest hit by this band. But I was just glad it was in the game period because it's one of my favorite songs of all time. So I have an excuse to play it. So uh, not much else to be said. And uh, check it out. This is the great L7 with Pretend We're Dead.
Uh, one of the true snapshots of early 90s hard rock. Big fan. That was L7 with Pretend We're Dead, which you can find on the album Bricks Are Heavy. A pivotal album, and I think everybody should own it. So go check it out. Chris, you go check it out as well. Okay. Some, some L7 for you. I like L7. I like that song. Yeah, we we saw Danita Sparks' solo band when she opened up for the Donnas. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And she blew us off, like, after the yeah, show. I remember that, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, hey, Danita, can I get a picture? And she was like, I don't take pictures with, like, digital cameras. And I was like, what so, yeah. kind of excuse yeah. is that? <laughs> so I had to have, like, a, a disposy, and if I had a disposy, that would have made a difference, huh? Yeah, I, who like, knows? Self-phobia. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I still like you, even though you were kind of weird that night. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Moving on, Chris, I did want to mention this for sure before we got out of San Andreas, and I believe this is actually the last song representing San Andreas. Yes, it is. And I think it's a great note to go out on for this game. From the K-Dust station, which, like I said, this is, to me, the early 90s is when classic rock radio really started to boom because everything was becoming old. Right. (laughs) From AM radio. Yeah. And... I thought that this was such a cool idea. Not because, I mean, yeah, there, there's a lot of obvious songs in there, but, you know, there was cool, some cool stuff like Humble Pie, Get Down to It, which I had never heard before. No. You know, just little things like that. But, you know, there were, you had your strutters and your smokings yeah. and stuff like that. Some kind of wonderful uh, Young Turks for some reason, yeah. but I, I love that song. Anyway, not only did they think to include a classic rock station, but, you know, like some of these DJs are pretty well known. But to me, biggest score in the history of Celebrity Voices for the Grand Theft Auto series is the fact that they were able to pull out of the studio for a minute the Howard Hughes of Hard Rock, Axl Rose, mm-hmm. as the DJ, Tommy the Nightmare, oh, yeah. for the dust station. And even dropping like little references to Guns N' Roses, yeah. like, hey, I've said it once and I'll say it again. You just need a little patience, you know? <laughs> and he's just like, kind of making fun. It's like someone said, like, some caller called in to give him shit. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, your band left you in the dust and, uh, you know, you're nothing without them. He's like, hey, man, I carried that band. I mean, like, yeah. stuff that you never hear him say. Right. You know, even as weird as he is. And he's just obviously, you know what? I just thought of something, Chris. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you said the video game started in like 98, right? The Grand Theft Auto, the very first one, was released in 98. Yeah, okay. And probably the biggest gap in release since then was between San Andreas and 4, right? Probably. I can't remember exactly when San Andreas came out, but yeah, that's probably right. 4 pretty much was just about to come out right around the time that Chinese Democracy finally came uh-huh. out. So that's what Axel was doing this whole time. He was playing Grand Theft Auto. That's why he couldn't finish the goddamn record. Yeah. That's my theory. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he obviously endorsed it enough to be in it. Right. You know, I, Axel doesn't do a lot of things for the paycheck because he's his own weird self. Right. He does whatever he wants. Right. And he just just decides to be in this thing. Obviously, he decided because he could have said no. <laughs> right? He you know, did decide Obviously, to be he's in a it. fan, right? He yeah. has to be. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in here are probably not fans. Some of the actors, some of the bigger yeah. actors. But he would have to be because he, he just he wouldn't, wouldn't have done do it. do it otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So that, that explains a lot. So no. those of you listening out there, and I just thought of that on the whim, but <laughs> I, I'm, I, think, I think that's a really good theory. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should post it on Wikipedia as fact. <laughs> yes, there you go. 
because it's such a time suck. Like, I love Grand <laughs> Theft Auto, and I kind of hate it at the same time. Yeah. Because, you know, the reason why this show's a little late is because <laughs> you of got the new five. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you about that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if, if you're waiting for a new show, just post on Facebook, like, hey, stop playing Grand Theft Auto and put a show up, you, you lazy bastard. Yes. All right, so there you go. Speaking of lazy bastards, I was talking about Axl Rose and the K-Dust Station. <laughs> And I love this song. It's a tad obvious for a classic rock station, but I love it so much, and I just wanted to include it on here. So, Chris, how do you feel about a little Eminence Front by The Who? I feel pretty good about that. All right. All right, Chris, so here you go. Get back in the car. This is Eminence Front.
Alright, there you go. That was the great Eminence Front by The Great Who from 1982 off of the It's Hard record. Here's a fun fact. This is kind of a Rock Strikes 10 fun fact, and I'll do one about the song also. The last time I played The Who on the show was very recently on Michael Butler's Desert Island episode. Mm-hmm. He put the uh, Who's Next album on there. Well, the song he chose for it was My Wife, the song that was actually sung by John Entwistle, the bass player. Right. Now we're playing Eminence Front, and Pete Townsend's the lead singer <laughs> on it. Roger Daltrey, I don't think, has darkened Rock Strikes <laughs> still hasn't 10 made the cut. <laughs> How weird is that? That's I, funny. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, the other thing is is that Roger Daltrey actually didn't like the It's Hard record like at all, and he actually said Eminence Front was the only song that was worthy of being released off of it. Well, and he didn't even sing on it. <laughs> I mean, he kind of does. He's on the chorus, yeah. but that's about it. But, uh, and great bass work by John Entwistle. Like, when he comes in on that chorus and he just starts riffing, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> so... Yeah, I missed that guy. So, Chris, with that, we are finally out of San Andreas. Yes. Yeah, it took a while to get out of San Andreas, but it's one of the bigger games, honestly. Yeah, it was uh, worth it. I think the journey yeah. was worth it. Yeah. So, I feel good about it. Yeah. And we're moving on to Grand Theft Auto 4, which came out, I think, uh, sometime around, let's say, like, 08? Something like that? I yes. think so. That sounds about right, yeah. Sounds about right, yeah. I actually didn't get into it until about a year and a half later, I yeah. think, when it became a greatest hit finally. Yeah. Because I was, I was broke and behind on games anyway, so I was like, ah, screw it, I'll just... It's probably going to be a while until the next one, so I'll play it at some point. Yeah, I, I, I didn't buy it. The first game, the original game, I remember I bought, like, really soon after it was released. Grand Theft Auto 3, I remember I bought the day it was released. I went to Best Buy and picked it up the day, and nice. they were still, like, a lot of copies there because nobody knew at the time it was going to be a big hit. And so. that's the other thing for those in the know, buying it the first day wasn't, it was a, it was necessary because there was still that thing about, well, I don't know if they're ever going to pull these off the shelf and they're right. going to get it banned. Like, I mean, there was, that was always the thing that was very real. Yeah. Because so. I remember I got carded when I bought uh, the first one yeah. for the original PlayStation. It was just and, barely in there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like you, weren't, you weren't so much out of 18 at that point. Right, right? yeah. So. so it's one of the very few things that I've ever been carded to buy. Yeah, um, They don't even do it much list. nowadays. Mm-mm. That's the thing that gets gets it in trouble. You know, it's like the, the video game system is very self-regulated. You know, yeah, they take well, those ratings very seriously. Yeah, it's like the, the MPAA. I mean, it's all, it's all regulated, self-regulated. So. Yeah, so... When people get upset, you know, they should definitely get upset at the the individual retailer right. who's not carding the kid. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a, you know, of course I am so anti censorship. It's not even funny. Right. But at the same time, if you're going to set that kind of standard of carding for a mature only 18 and up game, yeah, then you should adhere to it. You know, right. like I think the video game company, well, maybe not a lot of them. But I think a decent amount would be like, yeah. Regulate it. Well, yeah, self-regulate in store. Yeah. yeah, maybe that means not making as much money, but I think not having to deal with the headache of all the bullshit that goes with yeah. all the news stories, I think is worth it. Yeah. Anyway, there's there's my rant for the show. <laughs> I did one on the last one. And I did one on this one. So we're into four, which takes place back into Liberty City. Yeah. A much different looking Liberty City. Yeah. From three, which is fine by me. It Similar, but different. It yeah, it still the, went back to the. Obviously, back in Liberty City, so you got the three islands set up, like in the in the original game, and uh, or GTA Three. So yeah. it got away from the San Andreas, which was just one big, massive map. Yeah. So 
But yeah, I mean, it took me a little while, but it was a little while before I bought 4 as well, and I actually never finished it. I played it because it's so long. It seems yeah. really long. Yeah, it's very long. I got. It's I, got more false finishes than Return of the King. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I got pretty far into it, and I bought it on the Xbox, actually, initially, because I didn't have a PS3 at the time. And, um, oh. yeah, so... I just thought you were trying to avoid me online, you know. <laughs> I wanted to play these mini uh, co-op games with you, and you're not... You know. No. It was, I didn't get a PS3 until a lot after, because I think PS3 was more expensive. But yeah. I have them all now, so... Yeah. But now they've got the next generation coming out this yeah, year. I finally get caught up, and the bastards put out yeah. new systems. Yeah. I'll probably it. buy a PS4 before I buy an Xbox One, though. Good, thank you. Yeah, because I will too. So, yeah, four. You know, initially, my initial reaction to four and music obviously is a very big deal for me. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's right to judge the game by the music, <laughs> but you do. I do a little bit. It's it's a really cool game. It's super fun to yeah. play. There's a lot of shit going on. It was a big step. Uh, it was deserving of the number four yeah. rather than just another spinoff because it was a big leap. Yeah. Obviously the next generation system, but yeah. it, was, it was a big leap in terms of gameplay. Yeah, I think a little bit of my initial struggle with the music on it, and I'm going to do the music side of this, we're, we're out of the nostalgia period now. Yeah, it's back 80- in modern day. Yeah, it's we've done the day. 80s, we've done the 90s, and now it's gonna. there's going to be some new stuff on there. And... You know, I, I did actually enjoy some of the really super obscure stuff they pulled for. Like, a lot of that Russian rock was interesting. Yeah, that was a cool station, yeah. Yeah, so, Vladstock, I think. I think is what it was, something yeah. like that. And, you know, they had the classic rock station. They threw me a major bone by putting Iggy Pop as the DJ yeah, for the classic station. rock station. It's weird hearing him spin Genesis. Right. You know, but also there's some stuff of his on there. But I'll, I'll get to Iggy here in a little bit. I did want to start off, since... The running joke throughout the whole game is that the main character Nico, he spe- he speaks with he speaks like this, you know. Yeah. So everybody thinks he's Russian, right? But he's like Eastern European, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's the whole joke is that they think he's Russian. So that's why there's a Russian station in the video game. And I wanted to tie it in by playing this track from a band I've been looking for an excuse to play for a long time here on the show. I really like this band, a band called the Sisters of Mercy, and this is a song called Dominion. Mother Russia.
All right, from 1987's Floodland record, that was the Sisters of Mercy with Dominion slash Mother Russia. I say that with there's a slash in the title. Right, you I say know. the slash. <laughs> I, I like it. It's like Werner Herzog in the colon. Right. All right, anyway. <laughs> all right, speaking of uh, Eastern European people, all right. So I hope you like that song. It's a great band. It kind of mixes the realm of new wave and goth and all these other buzzwords yeah. it's it's very alternative and very cool i like it so moving on sticking with four i mentioned that iggy pop was the dj on the rock station right and uh i i think it's actually the new dust or something like that something it's it's part of that whole thing i i'm trying to remember what the station was called but i'm drawing a i think blind. it was called liberty rock liberty rock thank you yeah, yeah. and uh all the imaging of the bumpers and everything it's all just like Post rehab, yeah, you know, hippies and and hard rockers that yeah. uh, they, they can't remember anything, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. So it's I liked all the bumpers a lot on those, and yeah, that's one thing. Like even talking about the music, we haven't even really touched on like the DJs and the commercials yeah. and everything else. Uh, just really, really fun stuff. Very sarcastic and yeah. Um, there's Weasel News. Yeah, I Weasel mean, News. That, what's that about? Yeah. That <laughs> pops up all the time. And and all the worst all the worst TV shows are on Weasel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah come on. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, they're not very... Um, subtle. Subtle at all oh, with wow. any of it. But even like they did the, like, the television, like you can watch TV and there's all that stuff. And yeah. So, you can actually sit down in your safe house and watch television for as long as you want. Yeah. And, and at four, the other interesting thing about four is you can go to a comedy club yeah. and watch stand-up comedy. Watch a comedy show. It's so weird, yeah. but it's Starring really cool. Starring Cat Williams or Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah. And, and I do that occasionally. Yeah. I'll just I'll spend an entire gaming session watching TV or going to a club or something. It's it's kind of sad. But oh, and that really, really weird, uh, like, was that Russian club? Like the cabaret thing? Yeah, the cabaret yeah. stuff. The cabaret stuff is weird. Yeah. But you can't not watch it. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that 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 opened up a whole other door. Yeah, but that's one thing that we haven't even really talked about is um a guy named Laszlo that is, I don't was he even in four at all? Because I don't yes he, yes where was he? he in you four? um it, it's in like the second half of the thing they okay. they actually at one point advertised the return of Laszlo. Yeah, and it's a station that opens up. Once you get to a certain is point that it? Game, okay. You, it add it actually adds a new radio station. Because see, it's been so long rotation. since I've played. I'm replaying it right now, but because I know I just re- the offshoot games, uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony and the Lost and the Damned, Integrity 2.0 is his station. Yeah. And okay, you unlock it, that later in the yeah, game. Yeah, it kicks right. off in four. Yeah. So yeah, but Laszlo has been there since three. Yeah. And the best part about three for sure. Yeah, and yeah. he's. Either he hosted the rock station on the prequels, yeah, or at least Vice City. Yeah, there's this whole Laszlo storyline yeah. in the game, and actually it, it blows up in five quite a bit. Oh, does it? it? Yeah, I'm not even going to spoil anything yes. for anybody at home or yourself, but uh, uh, Laszlo started off in radio uh, in the 80s, yeah. and it's in the Vice City Stories game where right. he's the intern, like the guy that the DJ beats, like kind of beats up verbally on yeah. air. Yeah. So in the Rock Station of Vice City, it takes place two years prior right. in 1984, and Laszlo's this lowly guy. <laughs> in the and then he actually takes that guy's job. Yeah. And I remember in the real Vice City, he calls up and, and berates him on air as a oh, caller, yeah. saying, you stole, you took my job. He's like, ah, you old man. Yeah, I forgot about that. So there's this whole Laszlo storyline that goes on throughout the series, and that's yeah. one of the you know, things that really keeps the whole series yeah, together. Yeah, because he, 
he got kicked off the rock station and that's why he had the talk show and three yeah. and four it's talking about oh i'm back i'm back on the radio yeah, so. doing talk radio again but yeah. doing it very uh it's, it's kind of they do a lot of man on the street stuff yeah i wasn't as as happy with the laszlo stuff in that one yeah. but and not he only refer- that he even references podcasting he, oh it's four. <laughs> yeah i love that <laughs> not only that but laszlo was a real guy yeah, actually yeah and he actually helps write like has written all of them like all the bumpers all the commercials yeah. gameplay story he yeah. writes uh, he's has a hand in writing all yeah. of it so does all the radio images yeah if we didn't mention him and yeah. when we talk about music i think we would be uh it, we would fail in our yeah. duties that's one of my gets for the show if if i can help it i all i will get laszlo on yeah. the show at one point <laughs> that's gonna be great nice. so anybody out there if you know laszlo tell him he's got to do rock strikes 10 <laughs> uh anyway Getting back to Liberty Rock, hosted by the iconic, the Hall of Famer, and he's in better shape than I am, and he's like 30 years older than me. <laughs> so anyway, yes, and he even drops the C-bomb on one of those. <laughs> it's either on the, the, the Lost and Damned minigame, or it's yeah. on Grand Theft Auto 4, but I was like, hey, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Iggy. Yeah. It's one of the first songs he ever recorded, and it's been, and I talked about Guy Ritchie, this song is also in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a great song. Let's just go ahead and play it, because I, I think it should be played. So here you go. This is the Stooges featuring Iggy Pop. I Want to Be Your Dog.
right, there you go. Something great and classic from 1969, and it sounds, if not better today than it did then. Yeah, I love that song. The Stooges, I Want to Be Your Dog. It's been covered multiple times, I believe. Uh, I think I have a version of Joan Jett doing it somewhere. Oh, yeah? But uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those songs. It's one of his standards, but hell, let's just put it on here. I think it's a great representative. The GTA 4 game. Definitely. We got a couple more to go before we get to that, and the new game five. A little preview for some of you out there, but a couple more. One of my all-time favorite songs in the realm of you know classic heritage rock, and another guy, much like Iggy, is a guy from Detroit. Back when Detroit was so great for rock and roll, it's so sad what it's become now with your Kid Rocks and your Insane Clown Posse's <laughs> and Shaggy and all that shit. But man, you used to have Iggy and the MC5 and yeah. Alice and even Ted Nugent, man, who was a Badass and his still is a badass in his own right, but yeah. you know back then he was a beast. Right, he was the man. Uh, Bob Seger, no slouch, nice. and uh, you know tons of hits. There's been a Bob Seger song. I think there's actually two in the new game, mm-hmm. but to me it's all about this song. It's from Four, and it's always been one of my favorites of his. So I'm gonna play it here on the show. So maybe you don't hear this every day on the radio, like Night Moves or Hollywood Nights right. or even Old Time Rock and Roll, of course. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's about stuff like this and Fire Down Below. My favorite Bob Seger song. So here you go, from 1980, and I believe that was the year that my co-host here was born. You would be correct. Yeah, from the Against the Wind album, this is Her Strut.
All right, there you go. Like I said, my favorite, favorite song ever by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. That was her strut. It's a good song. I like that song. Yeah. I like me some Liberty Rock. And like, even with the obvious stuff, they play One Vision by Queen. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm forgetting everything. 1979 was on there. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. 1979. Remedy yeah. by Black Crows. I mean, just random yeah. cool stuff. Stuff you've heard a million times, but it's fun. Yeah. You know? So... You'll hear all that. Just get into these games if you haven't yet. Trust me, they're they're super fun. And you know, if you have a family or whatever, then say bye. No, <laughs> I'm I'm totally kidding. But it, it's fun, man. I I I don't feel like it's time wasted unless I blow off something really important. Right. To play it, which right. has happened a few times. I, I maybe not so much with Grand Theft Auto. I'm sure there were times, but there have been some games where. I may have called in sick to work, or Ooh. yeah. So, <laughs> how many? That was my current job. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, they're probably not listening. Yeah. How many? What do you think the percentage of like hooky days? You think like some of the, especially more college yeah. kids have called in like the first day of the Grand Theft Auto games. I, it's probably yeah, a very high. Percentage. I would like to see the stats on that. I would That'd too, man. Yeah. I would too. I'm gonna have to go look. Because I remember like up. the first Metal Gear Solid game that came out. I didn't stop playing that until I beat it. Nice. So I remember I did call into work one day because I worked one day that weekend, and yeah. I was like, I can't come in today, and I just went back to playing. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention, and you were mentioning a lot of cool things they added to four. Finally, getting into some hardcore and punk rock music. Yeah, uh, there was the what LCHC. Yeah, it was Liberty City Hardcore. Yeah, was a station. Yeah, yeah. So I was really glad to hear that kind of stuff because that's the style of music I think that's been missing quite a bit. But in the sense of reality, you really couldn't have that station right. until you got to four. Yeah. So yeah. I understand it. So it, it, you know, the fact it was worth the wait. I think. Right. You know? So hard, and the cool thing about hardcore, it included punk rock, but it also included very heavy thrash metal. Yeah. So you had, you know, like like let's say like a, a Black Flag, but also uh, Sepultura. Yeah. You know, so it was just like yeah, yeah. It, it's a mixed bag. I'll switch over to the station every once in a while and be like, eh, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. And even that like, Celtic Frost on uh, one of the bonus games, <laughs> just like yeah. yeah. But uh, and uh, actually, I know for a fact that the boys in Black Flag are big fans of this next song because uh, Henry Rollins actually did the essay for the booklet for the remaster of this. Mm-hmm. But play something by ZZ Top. <laughs> nice from the Eliminator record. The 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 great iconic eliminator record but this is the thing that grand theft auto does this is probably the most obscure deep cut on the record on a record full of hits this is one of those songs that has been ignored for far too long and i think it, it, this could have been an instance where you know the soundtrack supervisors flipping through titles yeah. and they come across eliminator like ah let's see and they just see the song title and they're like we're probably going to have to use that <laughs> i think that was one of these instances yeah. So, not much else to be said. This kind of sums it up. This, to me, is one of the actually more, of, I, I think, of game so much now when I hear this. As long as I've been listening to this record, it has now taken on a different identity for yeah. me now. So, here you go. This is ZZ Top with Thug.
I don't think there's too many of those ZZ Top songs where Dusty Hill just gets to go crazy at the very end. So yeah. that's a lot of fun. That makes it a very unique ZZ Top track. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I don't. I don't really even remember that from the game. But yeah, yeah. Stay on that Liberty Rock station. You'll yeah. hear it at some point. There's like, actually, I think it's about 30 songs total on. Yeah, that and thing. that's why there's so many songs on yeah. there. And I fl- I tend to flip around a lot. So yeah. yeah. They even had cool stuff like like Heaven and Hell by the Dio version of Black Sabbath yeah. is on there, you know, just say. Yeah. That's one of the cool things about that they introduced in 4 for music fans is you can, they introduce a cell phone in the game and you can actually use it like Shazam. It's not called Shazam in the game. Right, it's called but, Zit. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and you just dial the number and it'll tell you like the name of the song that you're listening to. Yeah. So I actually do that quite a bit because like, oh, that's kind of cool and I'll, Instead of like getting on my computer and looking it up, I'll yeah. just do it in the game. Even on the manual, I think that was the last time they used the yeah. manual to have I, the song. I can't be bothered with that. I need to yeah. just look it up on my phone. Yeah, you got time for that. So it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got three more songs to go. We are out of four. Yeah. We are into a brand new game. This is unknown territory for me because I do not have the game yet. Yes, and because of his uh, malfunction in his Xbox version, he went back and 
playing my PS3 Yeah, my original now. Xbox version of 4 doesn't work. Yeah. My, my system still works. I've actually had to go through two systems because I got the Red Ring of Death on my first one. But, oh, no. So it's my second Xbox. But it stopped working on the previous Xbox, too. So it's got a defective game. Yeah. But it worked for a while. I don't... Ah, whatever. Yeah. So Chris is finishing up 4, and he'll be done in no time, I know. He'll be on 5 in no time. So this is going to be a little preview for Chris, and for anybody else that hasn't bought the game, if you are inclined to, if not, you just want to hear some good music, well, I got you covered there, too. And boy, oh boy, these three songs that represent 5 are... Every single one of them is completely diff- different from the next, and there's a lot of that going on in the game. The randomness, I'm trying to think, I don't want to spoil any content, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to talk about the music. Uh, the the great Bootsy Collins nice. DJs this uh, really, it's, it's a cool throwback R&B station, but it's very funk-oriented, kind of space funk. Of course, it's Bootsy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I don't even think there's any Parliament on there. It's just like yeah. stuff that, if you like Parliament, you'll love it. Right. And, you know, they throw in a couple of fun oddballs, you know, like your your Eddie Murphy party all the time and that kind of stuff, <laughs> nice. you know. But it's just super fun. And going back to my uh, the reference of me making all those nerdy custom soundtracks, when I made the custom soundtrack for San Andreas, I wanted to make my own like classic soul station like Master Sounds. Yeah. And I put this song on there and the damn thing shows up in five. Nice. And that's happened to me legitimately, I think between like about a dozen, maybe even more. Really? I've actually matched them pretty well as far as genre stages yeah. go. So, nice. you know, I'm just saying, you know, I think that if Rockstar needs a new soundtrack supervisor, <laughs> right. and I believe I am that guy. Uh, and for reasons like this, because I thought of it, oh, almost about a decade before they did. Yeah. So here you go. This is my, uh, this is my end zone dance here. <laughs> this is the undisputed truth off the Motown label with smiling faces. Sometimes.
Also, uh, shame on you, Quentin Tarantino, for not putting that song in Jackie Brown. Right. That would have been perfect. But, uh, you know, okay, I, I've bragged enough. Chris, you got to reel <laughs> me in sometimes when I start doing that, because I, I can be a little uh, bit of a dick sometimes when it comes to that <laughs> stuff. But there it's you go. Cool. It's cool. That was The Undisputed Truth with Smiling Faces Sometimes, probably one of the more obscure Motown hits of all time. Yeah. So I think I actually got that originally off of a double disc, like 40 Years of Motown or something nice. like that. But it's out there, and it's in five. And I think you'll really enjoy when you hear it. God, there's so much music on there. This is the first time they, it's the first time they really went for original music that was made specifically for the game. Yeah. I mean, they've had their occasional theme song and score piece for it. For yeah. The games, but this really is like actual a- real songs because in the very in the original original game they did. I think that those songs were actually made for the the game itself but it was more atmospheric i mean they had the radio stations yeah and there were a couple of songs that kind of stood out as possibly be singles yeah and the the leftist songs in vice city yeah but for the most part like in the in the first game it was like i said the radio was more atmospheric and just kind of like a representation of what this song might be you know yeah exactly and this new one they've got a whole station dedicated to the original music and it's like you know the hipster modern bands of this time so maybe a little tie in there to try to get some new fans. Yeah. And the, there's like a three disc. I don't even know if it's physical, but I know it's on iTunes. It's the three disc version of the five soundtrack, and it's got the new stuff. And then this, like one of the discs is the best of the old stuff. Yeah. And the third disc is all original score that was made specifically for the game by Tangerine Dream. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, wow. Yeah. So another reason that makes them so freaking cool. But yeah, I've been I haven't even heard all the music and I've been playing this thing for a good two weeks now and I yeah. still haven't heard all the songs on yeah. it. So there's a lot of shit on there. So I'm just really pulling what my favorites are at this time. Right. So I got two more to play for you here, Chris. And this one this one is undeniable. This is one of uh, you know, not just punk rock, but one of my favorite bands of all time because it it's they're so it just sounds timeless to me and the fact that, you know, it's funny you know, it's obviously being over the top and sarcastic in its lyrics, but the song lyrically really, really hits home in the game for one of your characters. So nice. here you go. Leaving speaking through a character. Mm. This is fear with the mouth don't stop and in parentheses, the trouble with women is. <laughs> okay. Here you go, Chris. And everybody else. We're not recording right now, are we? Yeah.
All right, there you go. Off of the more beer record, <laughs> that was Fear with The Mouth Don't Stop. You know the rest of it. You heard <laughs> the song by now. Love it, and uh, that's a good one when you're on the run from the cops in the game. Yeah, I can tell see you that, yeah. Oh, my God. Just, uh, every every drum beat is the same in every Fear song, but it, they're brilliant. <laughs> right, I like Fear, yeah. And the last song I'm going to play for you here, I think this is a great note to go out on. This is actually a song I got into recently, because this is actually the first time I heard this record top to bottom, the the record that this song is originally from. And this is kind of another one of those things where we're kind of calling back to part one, where I will just absolutely admit that I really, really like this band. And I've only recently got into them quite a bit. Yeah. I, I knew a few hits, but I've been really digging the Alan Parsons project lately, Chris. Really? All right. Yeah. Uh, the guy is a genius producer and band leader. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a revolving door kind of band. So I don't think he ever sang any lead. He just always had a, someone else doing it. Yeah. But I just love the arrangements. I love the sound of the production. I mean, I've, I've turned into a massive production nerd over the last, <laughs> you know, 15 years or so. But there's just something about this sound, that mid to late 70s sound. Right. And uh, I can't explain it, but when you hear it, you hear it. Right. And, that's that's all I can really say about it. But this is one of those songs. I the album that this song is off of. It's the album called I Robot. I remember listening to the record, and when this song came on, I was like, that would be a good song to use in Grand Theft Auto. And I mm. honestly really did say that the first time I heard it. Yeah. And lo and behold, five comes out a few weeks ago, and the song is in the game. Nice. I've said that before with Warren Zevon's Lawyers, Guns, and Money, yeah. and it was apparently supposed to be on 4, and it got cut out due to some licensing issues or right. something. I'm, I, I'm sure that goes on all the time, yeah. but that's a missed opportunity. They need to get that song in the series. But until then, they've done me a solid in putting this great song on here. So to close out part two of the music of Grand Theft Auto, the history of this, yeah. this is Alan Parsons' project with I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You. Thank you. 
There you go. Closing out the show here tonight with Alan Parsons Project and I Wouldn't Want to Be Like You from the album iRobot and also now in the music of Grand Theft Auto V. Chris, after hearing those three songs, are you just that much more excited about the new game? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super excited about it. I just don't have the time to devote to it now because I know whenever a game like this comes out, uh, I just spend a ridiculous amount of time and I've got things I need to attend to. Yeah, beyond sitting in front of my TV all day every day. So yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so you have to really make time. But I'll I'll get to it. Yeah, and it'll be glorious. Yes, and uh, for everybody out there, like I said, whether you're a fan or a non-fan, I really hope you've enjoyed this two-parter. Uh, this has no theme for you if you're not a fan. <laughs> yeah, but I hope you got into some. But music. hey, yeah, the music speaks for itself. Yeah, and it it transcends the game, and it's it adds such a huge element to the games that I mean it's it's independent of it exactly so I hope like I said I hope everybody enjoyed the show I want to thank you out there for listening please go to cnjradio.com home of Rock Strikes 10 also the flagship the wrestling house show if you like this back and forth between myself and Chris hopefully that makes you also a pro wrestling fan you can't miss if you like this part about it check out the wrestling house show and also the Synaptic with our friend Randy Brown, a true alternative if there ever was one. Great stuff on there. He's like, I, I said this on his show and he got really embarrassed, but he he's like those those meat factories that what? buy a lot of meat, right? Okay. And they only save like the top 3% for themselves. Okay. And they just sell the crap to all the rest of the, you know, the supermarkets uh-huh. and restaurants of the world. And that's that's Randy. He, he, uh. <laughs> finds, he finds the best new oh, alternative. Okay. He will. He, he just cuts out all the crap, and he plays it on uh-huh. his show. All right. Yeah. That's it, it, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. The Synaptic, the best meat alternative in the world. So I got a laugh in the other room. So all right, uh, Chris, did you have fun here tonight talking about the music of Grand Theft Auto? I did. It was good. I'm gonna go home and actually play some more four probably. Like I said, Chris, thank you so much for joining me here. And I always do this, but I want to publicly thank you for me even having a show, period. So, oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. So, thank you for all that you do. And, Chris, I'm putting you on the spot here. I would like to have you back for Halloween so we can do horror music and metal. Are you down with that? I think I would enjoy that. Okay. Horror movie madness with Chris. Yes. Stay tuned. Halloween season. Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And have fun. <laughs>